listeners, welcome to 10x Growth Strategies podcast. This is your host, Preeti Padmanabhan, technology executive, investor, and board member. Today, we will feature the book, Think Like a Rocket Scientist by Ozan Barol. Our guest today is Hussein Atarwala, founder and CEO of Scali. Welcome, Hussein, to 10x Growth Strategies podcast. Hey, Preeti, thank you so much for having me. Fantastic. Tell us about yourself, your company. What motivated you to become an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Uh, so my name is Hussain Atharala, and uh, I'm a pharmacist by education. And I recently got a MBA from Kellogg School of Management. I graduated in August uh, of 2022. Been in healthcare since 12th grade. Uh, I initially started working as a consultant, helping implement EMR systems at large healthcare organizations. Uh, before I finally took up a full-time job uh, as a tech lead for the Department of Public Health in the city of San Francisco. While I was at Kellogg, um, we had a leadership course uh, and uh, I pitched my idea uh, during that time. And my co-founder and I got together and started Scully, uh, which is essentially a point of care aid for airline crews responding or attending to an in-flight medical event. Um, with what motivated me to become an entrepreneur. Um, it's, it's always something that I wanted to pursue um, for a while and was predominantly one of the reasons why I wanted to join Kellogg to get an MBA so that I could actually learn more about how to run and manage a business more professionally. That's a great story there. Uh, and uh, you brought up some key points uh, and uh, you talked about how your company does in-flight medical event management. Uh, you'd be surprised when I was uh, coming back to San Francisco earlier this year, there was an emergency and one of the passengers had to be deplaned. So the airline routed the plane to Reno first and we had to deplane, uh, you know, or the passenger who was uh, suffering from a medical event. So it's certainly real. And I'm um, looking forward to having uh, you build this company and it be of great value to all the airline passengers and providers. Uh, we are going to talk about the book, Think Like a Rocket Scientist. Uh, when you mentioned this book to me, I was uh, very interested in the topic. I never heard about the book. But the minute I started reading it, I could get so much of value from the book. So I'd love to understand, why did you choose to read this book? Oh, wow. Um, as, as you've read it, this, this book is pretty phenomenal. Uh, it really makes you think like a, a rocket scientist. Um, well, I, I am a very avid reader of nonfiction books. Uh, and this was one of the books recommended by Adam Grants for one of the years as a summer reading list. I own all of Adam's books. I've read all of them. Uh, and anything that he says or recommends is something that I have to get. Uh, so this was a no-brainer. And when, when he recommended this book, I, I read a brief summary about it. And I knew that I had to read it in order to get a better framework and structure for my entrepreneurial journey. That sounds like a great reason to pick up the book. Uh, tell us what are your top takeaways from the book? Uh, to be honest, this book is a lot more than what I bargained for in terms of takeaways. There's so much back in there. Uh, but the one thing that I really took away from this book was about uncertainty. And I don't really know how it was defined in the book verbatim, uh, but I do remember that scientists thrive in uncertainty. The one thing I know about being an entrepreneur is that uncertainty is a given. Everything else is a bonus. That's like my biggest takeaway. 
yeah, I do remember that that was the first chapter of flying in the face of uncertainty. And one thing I remembered was what he said is uncertainty is like the dark room where you stumble until you find the light switch. That was interesting. Especially as an entrepreneur, you are likely to face uncertainty on a weekly or even daily basis. The author says that fear comes to us when we don't know what to expect or we believe we have no control on what's about to happen. So what are your strategies to face uncertainty and the resulting fear? I'll, I'll be very honest here. Like any other human, I think I seek certainty in everything that I do. But we all know that life is more and more nuanced than, the, than just that. But during my time, I've, a, uh, I've met a lot of wonderful people and entrepreneurs and one such female founder comes to mind once told me that you know she fears nothing anymore and I, I try to channel her every time now that I get fearful of anything uncertain but a few quick things that I did before reading this book and I do more now that I've read this book one of the key things I do is accepting the present uh, and what I mean by that is not giving up but rather not fight the obvious and this acceptance lets me think more clearly about the situation and frees up valuable brain space uh, to actually think of what the right next steps would be. And then the next thing I would do is getting to know the unknowns faster and, and unknown knowns faster. What I mean by that is there, there's, you know, as an entrepreneur, there's like so many unknowns and there are so many unknowns knowns that I should be knowing about my business and about the industry that I'm trying to break into. The fastest way to get to those unknown knowns, uh, as I've realized, is by networking uh, and by tapping into my existing networks and talking to people who are very close to those problems. And then the next thing I would do is be understanding the concept that knowing I would not know and have all the answers to every uncertainty that we would face. And as, as said in the book, which is good to read, is, is getting comfortable with the uncertainty. And, and then the biggest biggest thing at the end of all of that uh, is, um, you know, just sleeping over it, taking my mind out of the situation uh, and going playing a game of tennis or playing with my kids and coming back to the problem again. This helps my brain articulate its thoughts better. Uh, and uh, helps me look at things in a different way. Uh, great tips for our listeners there. In fact, uh, one of the uh, principles you mentioned, which is accepting the present, is something I even learned as part of my meditation program. So uh, I can see that uh, as a valuable tip. And the additional things on leveraging the network, uh, people have done this before, people have built companies. So that's a great input there. To seek out mentors, seek out other advisors, uh, certainly we can do that. The next piece I would like to deep dive into from the book is first principle thinking. And I've heard about first principle thinking in other podcasts, uh, especially when it comes to building companies. And just to refine first principle thinking for our audience, first principle thinking is where you do not let the status quo define your path. For example, first principle thinking, help Reed Hastings create Netflix as a video on demand company when previously it was blockbuster and people would just go pick up these videos, right? And later when he himself saw that things were going towards video streaming and nobody was going to buy DVDs anymore, he reinvented the company 
himself. And we've heard this several times and the author also talks about Elon Musk creating SpaceX by creating his own path. And if he had followed an existing path, it seemed like out of proportion in terms of cost, in terms of effort, versus he applied first principle thinking to build his rocket company, which is SpaceX, as we all know it. I would love to understand how his first principle thinking impacted your journey as an entrepreneur. This book was such a revelation for us, especially for me. Unknowingly, that is how Scully came about. I, I didn't know the term first principles before that. When we started thinking about how to address the specific in-flight medical emergency, we did not pay heed to any existing products out there in the market because we had spoken to actual customers. And we did not pay any heed to the existing workflows for when it comes to resolving in a medical event in remote locations. Uh, instead, what we chose to do was we completely broke down the problems every step of the way, like exactly what happens, got in the right people to discuss those with, uh, and then built a solution. It caters exactly to what, what the actual problem is. We did this without knowing the concept of first principles. We you know, just went to that. Uh, and, and this also helped us in thinking about other innovations and ideas that are currently in use in other realms for medical events that can be applied to these situations. We, we applied first principles like from day one in, in coming up with this idea and building the entire product together. That sounds great. For such an innovative idea as what you're building, you do need that first principles thinking in order to be successful. You cannot let status quo define you. There's another piece that I believe would have contributed a lot from the book, which is the beginner's mind. That was a very interesting concept also that I heard. And I've also heard it from others in different terms, like the growth mindset. So the author encourages beginner's mind and moonshot thinking. Have you seen the benefits of such frameworks in your career? Absolutely. Um, I would say yes, twice on that. Yes and yes. I think everything that I've done in my career so far has been a direct result of being in a beginner's mindset and a direct result of moonshot thinking. I don't think I'm an exception when it comes to being in the beginner's mindset or in a moonshot thinking realm uh, when it comes to it. And purely because I've been fortunate enough to be surrounded by people who've always pushed me to think beyond what's possible more than anything else. Give myself a fighting chance to actually make it happen. Excellent. Yeah, glad to hear that. Uh, so in the book, the author talks about the launch phase. And then in the second part of the book, he talks about testing and experimenting as a key part. How do you test and experiment in your line of business, especially it being in airline safety? What are some worst case scenarios that you plan for? It's a big business, but it's a small business at the same time. Everybody knows everybody in the airline industry. I think to test and experiment, what we've really done is uh, we've put together a team of people who are very familiar with the problem. Having a team of people who are very familiar with the problem um, that we're trying to solve uh, is, is the key for us to testing and experimenting with what we've built, what we've created so far. We also take it very uh, with a pinch of salt. Uh, when it comes to knowing and testing with people who are very familiar with the problem, because we, we want to make sure that we're not caught blindsided by the knowledge bias, which is 
you know, these professionals that have been in the industry for that long telling us that, you know, we can't do something uh, because it's always been done a certain way. And so, but we have to leverage their knowledge in order to understand how to test and how to perform it safely and legally uh, and, and, you know, keep experimenting and innovating and especially understand the regulatory environment, when, especially when it comes to healthcare and aviation. Our number one priority is to help our customers help their customers when it comes to dealing with the medical event. And we have a, a roster of worst case scenarios that we have plans for adverse outcomes, such as the one you experience where diversions happen and you need to get somebody on and off the plane is, is the worst case scenario that we plan for and, and how to connect on not just the passenger, uh, but the airline as well to the right resources when, when the time comes balancing between when somebody has knowledge and then when you have to actually use the beginner's mind. Uh, I think that's a very interesting point there because I think the author talks about how the beginner's mind has many possibility and expert's mind has few. So as a leader, you have to look at what are some of the constraints that are actually important ones, and then also look at, okay, which ones are just there because uh, it is, it's been the way it's done all the time. I think there was you know, a funny story on tying the cat to the pole before meditating. And <laughs> that was a really funny story in the book where they were doing that in a monastery. And when the cat died, they didn't know what to do, right? And that was because they were trying to make the cat not disturb them during meditation, but they actually didn't need a cat to be tied in the first place. That's true. That's. I think they also have the anecdote of uh, how Schrodinger was doing his experiments and the cat died. And that's how Curiosity Killed the Cat also came about. That's that's where that talk goes. So it's, it's, it's a pretty solid book. Excellent. There is uh, three sections. Uh, we talked about the uh, first two sections. Uh, the second one being uh, accelerate. So we have launch and accelerate. The third one is about achieve. And some of the key takeaways I got from that section is about how do you learn from failures? And the author says like, you know, it's okay to fail. The whole aspect of entrepreneurship is about risk taking, but we have to make sure we learn from failures. So I'd love to understand what are some learning lessons you have from failures in your entrepreneurial journey? That, that is a gold of a question. Um, you know, just like uncertainty, as I, I spoke about before, failure is also a given. The one key thing I now thoroughly understand now that I'm going down the path of being an entrepreneur is that I know for a fact that neither success nor failure is final. You have to wake up every single day and you have to be successful all over again. Nothing is permanent outside of change. And so one thing I know now, and then that's especially what's giving us this opportunity here is the fastest way to be left behind uh, is by not doing anything meaningful the direction that you're trying to be. Understanding, uh, you know, why you failed, doing a pre-mortem pre and post-mortem of it, and then understanding the causes behind those failures uh, has helped me find meaning in everything that we failed at uh, and then has propelled my entrepreneurial journey from that. Nice. I love the pre-mortem and the post-mortem. Great tip uh, for our listeners. It was a pleasure to get to know you, Hussein, and to learn about the book, Think Like a Rocket Scientist. Any final takeaways for the listeners? Yes, always bet on yourself. 
no matter what. Excellent advice. I think especially for young people, that's a great way to close. Thank you again, Hussein. Listeners, check out the book, Think Like a Rocket Scientist. And thank you for tuning in today. Thank you.